The queen that I am is eternal truth manifested into physical form. I believe that the key to liberation is in my expression. I am a truth teller. I am a chosen leader, a torchbearer, set apart to do great things. The queen that I am is eternal grace manifested into physical form. I trust the process of life. I move in full faith that the creator knows what is best for me. The queen that I am is ancient wisdom manifested in physical form. My life is empowered by using my divine feminine gifts. I honor my intuition. I make great decisions. I nurture, nourish, and strengthen myself and others with my inner wisdom. Listen. Mm. <laughs> These pearls of wisdom is written by author Melissa Crawford. I'm quoting her affirmations that she has gifted us in her book, Unlocking the Queen hold. And these affirmations are just blowing me away. I'm Anne Marie, host of About This Life. Today, I am so very pleased to welcome Melissa to this platform to have a conversation about finding our true selves, our inner self, and the work that needs to go into that to bring us to a place my favorite word is joy. So that's the word I am going to use. So let me tell you a little bit about Melissa before I, I, I start quizzing her, okay? <laughs> Melissa Crawford, she's the owner and CEO of The Queen Code, a company that is dedicated to helping women reclaim their feminine power. Through her seminars, mentoring programs, and countless newspaper, radio, and television interviews, Melissa passionately teaches the keys to unlocking the queen code. She shares that our greatest work is to realize our highest potential, to believe that potential, to believe that there is more to who you are and to follow your heart to find the keys to the kingdom is a noble pursuit. Melissa, welcome. Peace, Queen. Peace. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I, I'm just like, you are putting me on a path to becoming a queen. So, I, you know, back when I was young, there's something, you know, how the guys have their little black book, their cheat sheet. And all of that, yes. I feel you like you've given me the cheat sheet. You've given me the code. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us, what is the queen code? What is the queen code? And then we'll talk about the book. <laughs> well, the queen code is something that I discovered years ago on my journey. So I started my journey to consciousness when I was 16. So almost uh, 25 years ago, and I describe it as just that genetic coding within us that when it's activated, we remember who we are. We remember our divinity. We remember that we're not just here to go about the day to day, 
but we've been encoded and programmed with specific gifts that when we begin to express those things, it literally helps to not only make the world a better place, but I believe that expressing our gifts and unlocking that code is also the key of how heaven comes to earth. And that may sound really lofty, but I, I, I strongly believe that that is our purpose for being here, that we are here to anchor that energy on this planet. So that's the queen code. My goodness. So there is so much that you have shared in, in just that little bit. And when you <laughs> when you speak about programming for gifts, I mean, come on. In college, I took all of those assessments, you know, those strength finders tests. I'm, I'm good at this thing. I'm good at that thing. Are you talking about strengths like that or are you talking about something else? It could be, but I think it's bigger than that. You know, when I did the strength finders and things, um, it always led to like leadership and writing. And we all have gifts and some of us have many gifts. But what I'm talking about is that divine gift. And what you find out about yourself on the strength finder might be a reflection of that, but literally is something that you know intuitively. It's something that for many of us, we were doing it naturally when we were children. And sometimes life will get in the way. We experience traumas or dramas and we forget that essential part of ourselves, but it's always there. And so for me, it would be writing, you know, writing and leadership and um, just having this ability to, to bridge uh, the ancient into the modern day. And so you know, leading with those gifts, it, to me, is is the key to unlocking the queen code. Melissa, I'm picking up a certain energy, a certain spirit from you uh, just by the vocabulary you are using when you say to um, connect basically the ancient with the mm -hmm. modern. And earlier you said it is like bringing heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. For me that evokes a sense of connecting spiritual to the divine in terms of what we're purposed to do in in our uh, modern day everybody's now trying to seek their purpose but you have a connection to a divine you talked about it already but can you just elaborate a little bit more because it, it, it's just not a matter of like you like to write <laughs> and yeah, and right. so that's a gift right <laughs> that's it, a gift it's more than it's more than you like to write because there are many people who like to write but what is the connection to the divine within you know, for me, um, I think that, I, and I say this in my book, you are who you are the day you're born. You arrive here encoded with who you're destined to be. And so it goes back again to our childhood. It For, for me, my divine connection was, um, I was aware of it even then. And I can remember as a child, I always loved to learn and I always loved to study. And I was very curious. And so that part of me that had that divine connection um, was always there. And so when I was in school, I noticed that history was my favorite subject, history and um, language arts. And with history, I always had the fascination of 
wanting to know the origin story of things, um, wanting to know how things came to be, because I always felt like if I could get to the root of something that I could understand it better. And so my love for history flowed into my love for black history. And it was during black history and studying that, that I kept going all the way back until I found the ancient Queens of Africa. Mm. And when I found those ancient Queens, when mm. I was 18 years old, it literally opened up another world for me because I'm looking at women who looked like me, high cheekbones, dark skin, and they were royalty and not just royalty, but divinely so. So it's just like you said, you know, writing is one thing, but to have a deep awareness of your divinity, I've had that since I was a child. And I always felt like, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just being weird. But I never gave up on um, discovering and, and just walking that path. And so, again, it went from history to Black history to going back to Africa and realizing that there's a lineage there of kings and queens. And then I discovered the high priestesses and the priesthood. And that is when I felt like I found myself because you're talking about women who um, were very intuitive and women who had more power than even the king and queen, women who could see things. You know, I could always see things or sometimes mm -hmm. um, I knew things before they would happen. And so when I began to go back to the ancients, I began to understand myself better because I could connect with that. And so that divine connection has always been there. And it's in studying the ancients that I begin to understand um, that it's okay to embrace that. And so that too is a part of my gift. You know, again, as I said, being able to bridge that gap between the, the ancient wisdom that's still here today. And it may, in my opinion, I think it's the missing link. And that yes. is where the queen code comes in. And that is where the queen code comes in. I want to just delve into just two of the keys. First, when I first picked up this book, um, before working with you personally, I thought I was going to be able to read it from front to back. And, you know, like I read a novel. I sat down and I really realized that what you're doing is you're sharing with me, the reader, how to process things in our lives. So I just want to give an example. You have it separated into seven gateways. And I'm, I'm taking an example from gateway one, divine key four. Queen, you are not stuck. You are not trapped. The emotions of anxiety fear and hopelessness are making the situation seem worse than it really is. The real source of your pain is that you may be too focused on making auto changes when the route to your transformation is within. Oh my goodness. You go on to say more, but I had to underline that part because I'm like, I'm starting an activity here. I'm starting an activity there. I'm running around. My schedule, my calendar is full. And I think that I'm living life on purpose, right? But you mm -hmm. stop 
you stop us in our tracks and you said, first of all, the acknowledgement of pain, <laughs> let's, let's be real, the acknowledgement of pain and then the outer changes. Mm -hmm. How did you get to that realization that, you know, the key is inside? <laughs> oh, from, from doing the inner work. And I think, you know, again, it goes back to the gift. Like we all have this thing that we can do or um, just this, this awareness that may be uncommon to others, but I've always just felt this, this call, this pull from within. And, and that's really been my path. And so, as I said earlier, I started my conscious path when I was 16, healing from um, childhood trauma. And I just somehow intuitively, I, I just somehow intuitively knew to go within. And when I started that journey, it started for me with just sitting with myself in silence, meditation. And when I would hear these, I used to call them sermons at the time, <laughs> but I would, okay. hear, I would hear these words, almost like a stream of consciousness coming from within. And I started writing them down. And a part of it was ancient wisdom coming from deep within me. You know, that wisdom lives within us all. But then a part of it was me sitting down to reflect on all the things that I had done to get to where I was. And so having to grow up um, really fast and always having that drive for wanting to be more and do more, I just always knew that doing a whole bunch of things on the outside and exhausting myself wasn't the answer. And so, Amen to that. <laughs> yes. So when I began to literally begin to pull away, um, even as a teenager and have these moments where I could just sit and journal and write, I found all the answers that I needed there. And then I would get up and start to execute, you know, based off of mm -hmm. whatever, you know, divine inspiration I received. And so every key in unlocking the queen code literally has come from something I've lived mixed with ancient wisdom that I found within myself. So the speaking, the communication, it's important to put down the thoughts, um, pen to paper or, or a laptop, computer, what have you, because in fact, we want to remember the wisdom that is being poured from within that is coming through our spirit. Melissa, I just want to share one more divine key. This is divine key number nine, still in gateway one. Okay. Queen, don't fall into the illusion of feeling helpless. You are not powerless. You are not a victim. When you play the victim role, it lowers your vibration. You can't see all the opportunities around you to set yourself free. I wanted to throw up this book <laughs> that yeah. one, when I read that one. And I wanted to toss the book. And it, you know how like they toss the shoes at Patty LaBelle? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, you mean it's not somebody else's fault? <laughs> you yeah. mean I can't sit here in my self-pity? You mean I can't have a sorry <laughs> pity yeah. party? And I'm just like, you convicted me on that one. Oh my goodness. Let's empower some listeners today. What do you mean that 
Don't fall into the illusion of feeling helpless. Where's that yeah. coming from? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from, again, you know, something that I've experienced. I mean, I have, I went for years feeling like a victim, feeling, um, you know, a victim to my circumstances, feeling helpless and sometimes hopeless. And I just realized how it didn't get me anywhere. And again, when I had that moment of just sitting with myself and sometimes I take walks in nature, but definitely just sitting in that alone time, I began to realize that it was a shift in perspective that I needed and that there were solutions all around me. And mm. the minute I had that switch that I'm not a victim, I will always know how to get support when and where I need it. But there was something that had to happen inside of me that no one else could give me, no one else could do for me. And when I made the decision that even though I've had certain experiences and things that have happened to me, even though I may have been victimized at times, that I could not benefit from being a victim. And the day that I really began to take that level of 100% personal responsibility over my life is the day I set myself free. And I guess there was, you know, I guess I was looking for someone to almost like come and save me. It's almost yes. um, like yes. in the Bible where mm -hmm. Jesus, uh, who I believe was a fifth dimensional being, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> where he, mm -hmm. he came, he walked past the guy at the pool of Bethesda and the guy is singing his whole victim song, right? Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, mm -hmm. when the angels stir the water and I'm crippled and I can't get to the pool. And Jesus just basically said, pick up your bed and walk. Mm -hmm. And I strongly believe that when we look at that story, it took someone who was completely aligned and aware of their own divinity to just speak a clear word that unlocked something in this man's mind where he realized, wait a minute, I'm not even crippled like I thought I was, I can walk. And so that to me was the same process, but it happened within. And so that Christ consciousness, that inner divinity, you know, that, that um, higher consciousness, it lives inside of us. And so for yes. so long, I was just laying there singing my victim song. And I mm -hmm. realized I can pick up my bed and walk. And so that's what that divine key is about. When you, when you think you're the victim, it's literally shutting down opportunities and um, awareness, right? But the minute you begin to realize that this thing is happening, it's a part of my process and it's trying to process me. I don't want to go too deep down a rabbit hole, but it reminds me of, the divine fire of the goddess. We go through these fires and it's only to temper us to bring forth our divinity. And so when you start to look at it from that perspective, all of a sudden the blinders come off and now all you see are opportunities that can take you on a better path. And so that's really been my life. I went from, you know, feeling like I was a victim to living in a world of complete possibility, no matter what happens to me. You know, it, it it reminds me of like the refinement of like gold or, or yeah. burning off the impurities. But 
my interpretation of what you're saying is almost like the divine in you is speaking to the divine in me. And I, I have to tell you, there is a comfort level, if you would, where we sit in our pity and the, our victimhood. And one of the things that you worked with me on is you're just like, okay, <laughs> this happened. So what you gonna do? <laughs> you know, because you, you told me that I had to take responsibility for my life. And so that was challenging. And the other thing that you shared with me, I, I wanted to get into like our lives because you mentioned, you know, what happened when you were 16 and, and, and what happens when we are young children and adults have control over us. We talked about patterns in our subconscious mind mm -hmm. and how that determines our behavior. And so, for example, one of my patterns is I eat when I'm stressed. I, I can be hungry, not hungry, doesn't matter. I'm going to grab the potato chips or, or grab the apple pie. And we talked about reparenting my younger self mm -hmm. as a, a key, almost before we can even walk in the queen code, we have to deal, we have to make space for that divinity and mm -hmm. in making space for the divinity, we have to clear out some stuff. And that came through in terms of reparenting. Why do, what's the value of reparenting in your words? I, I know I said my interpretation of it, but, but from your perspective. Well, the value of rep reparenting really is growing yourself up. You know, um, for all of us, that have dealt with childhood trauma, you know, sometimes the situation is the parent intentionally traumatized you. In my situation, it wasn't intentional. My parents were just young. Um, as a matter of fact, I just got off the phone with my mom and we were talking through some things. And my mom, she's always been very gracious to hear what I'm processing and what I'm working through. And she doesn't get defensive about it. So I'm grateful for that. Not everyone has that ability to have a listening parent, um, but the reparenting still now has to happen within the adult child. And so reparenting is not only for growing yourself up, but if you've experienced shattering moments in your childhood, then you may have something that uh, is called arrested development. And that's basically where emotionally your growth is stunted at a particular age. So what that looks like is even though you're say 35, you may still process certain situations as if you're seven because that was back where the trauma happened. And so mm -hmm. arrested developments, you know, this is a part of the reason why you may have people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, but still may respond emotionally to some to certain things like they're teenagers. And so reparenting yourself allows you to integrate those shattered pieces and it, it helps you come into a sense of wholeness. And when you can come to that place of wholeness, it's like you show up as your true self. And so there's this saying that I had years ago when I first started doing this reparenting work, it's like you grow up, then you show up as your true you, self. You grow up, then you show up. Um, I'm, I'm just listening to you because... <laughs> It um 
I'm processing everything that you're saying. It's like like I'm talking to you all over again. And yeah. I, I, I want to say to our listeners, too, when you work with Melissa, she does give you um, the recordings of, of your conversations. And just listening back, I, I, I think about so many points of arrested development. And this is work that you don't do, you know, in a week or two weeks. It's not a quick fix as many people seek after, uh, to get to the divine is a process. Mm -hmm. So if we want to live whole, if we want to live in our divinity, um, we go through that process of reparenting some of those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we've talked about today, queen is <laughs> we we've talked about so much. We, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say too, I wanted to say okay. when you and I when you and I worked together, my whole goal was really to hold space in the beginning. And you know, mm. there was quite a bit that you, you know, wanted to to talk about and to just get off your chest. Mm -hmm. And so it's always my goal in the beginning, just hold space so we can see what's there. And so, yeah, I love that moment where it was like, okay, now we see what's there. Now, let me show you how to take possession of your life in spite of all of the things that we that we were able to, to talk about. And I think that's the part where sometimes when you're dealing with trauma or situations um, that that are really painful and they've hurt, sometimes you feel like you're living on the edges of your life instead of going to the center and just like really embodying and, and possessing your life and taking possession. And so that was, it was really great to see mm -hmm. that transition in you, which it happened really fast because you were so willing to do the work. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I, I'm one of your cheerleaders. I'm just like, and it's affirmation. <laughs> It is affirmation for the journey that I've taken. And I think about, uh, you know, the therapist. And I, I want you to talk a little bit about how you're different than a traditional therapist, because I confess, I've seen a therapist before. I saw a therapist when I was married and, and again, when I divorced. But what I experienced in terms of my own transformation was quite different than I did anything with a therapist. So touch a, a, just a little bit about how you're different than a traditional um, psychologist, a therapist. Well, the therapist that I've experienced um, is just more talk therapy, often called verbal ventilation, which I think is really good. It's a necessary and useful tool when you're healing. Verbal ventilation can just help you to get things out, but it's just, to me, the beginning part of the process. Whereas with my work, we're going a lot deeper and it really is working with the subconscious mind and reprogramming the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is a brilliant piece of technology in the body-mind system. And its job is to reproduce whatever you give it. And so the subconscious mind 
is not against us. We have to know how to reprogram that in a way that's empowering to us. And so my work really deals with the subconscious mind. It also deals with clearing energy because when we understand that we are energy at, at, at our truest level, when we can actually shift and uh, change energy, then you change your life. And so to me, when you experience an energetic change, then that to me is a real change. Absolutely. And I am a, a living testimony of that, I must say. And I just want our listeners to understand that I completely believe in Jesus Christ. Um, so it's not that this work is exclusive of um, our faith, but you will begin to see that. And I'm just going back to your words when you say bring heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. In terms of divinity, uh, the divine meeting another divine being. And within that, there's a release of energy. So, Queen, how do people find you um, if they want to do this work, if they want to know more? Um, how do they find you on media? Okay, so if you are interested in working with me personally, you can reach out at support at thequeencode.com. Send your request there. I'm on Facebook at the Queen Code, Instagram at the Real Queen Code, and my books can be purchased on my website, unlockingthequeencode.com. Absolutely. And again, the book is something that um, everyone will want to pick up, Unlocking the Queen Code. Uh, you, you need to take a look at this book. I dare say that it's worth not just looking at the book because it, it, it's somewhere, it's greater than a devotional. It's, it's, it's <laughs> actually, it's not even in the same category, I can say. It's literally wow. the key, it's literally the keys to your inner workings. And it tells you how to change your life I think, though, working with Malisi, um, doing this type of work, though, on a personal level would benefit you um, to a great degree. So I would like to thank you <laughs> for coming on my podcast and, and talking with me. And so for our listeners, you know, I always say it's changing our lives one day at a time. If you want to change your life, walk in your divinity, uh, please, please, please um, follow Melissa Crawford, author of Unlocking the Queen Code. Thank you. This is Anne Marie from About This Life, changing our lives one day at a time.